0: Hello, folks. Welcome back to the RLS podcast, and here we are, nearly at the end of the year. On episode ninety, the last Robert Podgrass of the year. Um, someone said that to me earlier. I was like, "Excuse me, a, 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 a Robert Pod." Uh, it was they were on about Robert Snodgrass, the football player. But yeah, I was. I was rather confused. I don't know. It was a terrible attempt at of, Um Anyway, today's episode is simply going to be a review of the year. Now, not a review of my year necessarily. Not I'm not that fucking um, up more hour. So I'm not just going to go, "Oh, Ryan, you did this well. You did this well. And you did this well." No, this is essentially a review of the year, the highlights of the year, the things that I have really learned, the things that I have learned from coaching over a hundred people this year. The main challenges, the main problems, the main aha moments, the the things that I've uh, Kind of things I've figured out, like things I've figured out with my life. And I went, ah, that makes a shitload of sense. Um, and there's been a lot of them this year. There really hasn't. It's just, I think this is kind of what adult life is about. Like you just, you go through a year, you make mistakes, you learn things and you and you kind of go from there. Um, and there's been a hell of a lot of things to be fair. So I'm trying to kind of condense it down into one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight things. Um just different things they're not necessarily like oh yeah I found out that I really like this this particular recipe for fucking overnight oats it's not about that it's a, it's about things that are maybe slightly deeper you you probably gathered from the, gathered by now that um we like to kind of address things on a slightly deeper level on this podcast but you, because you can't like I certainly can't I'm not I'm not smart enough to address things in such a concise way through one Instagram post um, I need this long form um this long-form method of actually speaking to kind of get my points across. Um, so if you are someone that's listened to the podcast all year long, if you're someone that has listened to majority of the episodes up to episode 90, I thank you very much for still being here. Um, it's truly impressive that you've sat and listened to me blood or shite for over probably, over well, over 90 hours probably, um, which is, is crazy. But I think the thing that I said to someone the other day is like, there's a brand new client um, and they were coming on board and Total novice, like total novice, never stepped foot in the gym before, um. And I said to the person, like, I'm not up my own. I'm not being up my own ass when I say this, but I'm like, start on episode one of my podcast because he likes podcasts. The only reason I would say this is because the guy likes podcasts. So he like listen, likes listening to podcasts. So I said to him, I was like, make your way through as many episodes of the podcast that you can you're going to get more information out of that you're probably you're probably going to know everything that I know by the time you're finished that podcast that's maybe doing myself a disservice but you're going to know so much about this whole journey and all of the problems that are going to arise because the guy's like the same age as me and um, he's kind of in a similar position to where I was like even just a couple of years ago in terms of his journey with fitness and his journey with like wanting to drop mm-hmm. a little bit of weight so um, I said go and listen to that and by the time you're finished you're going to have a lot, a lot of things figured out and I always say this to people as well that what I say is not gospel. What I say is not right. What I say is not, you don't need to take that on board one bit. All I'm doing with this podcast, all I'm doing with every Instagram post I do, all I'm doing with every single thing that I say to every single person is I am planting the seed. I'm planting the seed for you to then make your own decision. I am not here to make decisions for people. I think something that you've got to be like almost. like it's a red flag against yourself, but also a red flag against the coach is if you need the coach to make every single decision for you okay Ryan you're going to eat this on this day this on this day and you're going to do your gym sessions on that day and don't you dare do that at the weekend that's a major red flag if someone is trying to tell you exactly what you must do and it's the rules like try not to live by that and try to get to a point I know it's not always easy like some people do like to be coached in that way where it's kind of just like a taskmaster it's like you do this do this do this and do this but you want to be able to come to your own decisions. And that's what the podcast is for, is to plant a seed so that you can make your own decisions. I'm praying I don't get hiccups again. I had hiccups about seven hours yesterday. It made me want to stick my head through the laptop. So one of the first things that I learned this year um, through taking on my first proper public speaking event, and that was the live event back in June, and I've done two of them. Um, And I go back to like, you know, when I, you know, when you're in school, I've spoken about this before, you know, when you're in school and you do a solo talk in front of your, um, I knew I was going to get a fucking phone call. Max Reed, why are you phoning me? Max Reed, I swear, you must know I'm on a podcast or something like that. I knew I was going to set my phone to do not disturb. I didn't do it. And here we go. We get a phone call. You can tell how angry I get about phone calls. I've kind of just outed myself as this really angry guy. um when I tried to come across as like completely like relaxed and down to earth, but <laughs> I felt like I wanted to kill my phone there. Anyway, the the whole yeah, the whole idea of, of doing the live events was so that it could create a bit of community and blah 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 blah. But. I so was going back to the solo talk thing. So you did a solo talk in English. Well, I remember doing a solo talk in English, and specifically remember the teacher it was Doctor Doctor Kid, and I'm not entirely sure how you end up being a doctor if you're an English teacher. I suppose he must have been a doctor before. Anyway, he was an English teacher. I did a solo talk on goal line technology, um, and I thought about it for like. Maybe set this task like two months in advance. And I thought about that like almost every single day. I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna to have to speak in front of like 10 of my classmates. They're gonna laugh. They're gonna think I'm an absolute idiot. They're gonna think I'm a twat. Um this is a disaster. Um and honestly, mate, wow. Get let me pause this. Take that back. That was my fine mate, Max Reed at the door. Um handing over. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight grenade bars. What a lovely Christmas present! And they were all seventy five p reduced. Um, I take back everything I said about that um that doorbell. That was a very um a very welcome uh, door ring. But back to the podcast. Let's see if I can get my train of thought again. I was talking about a solo talk that I did in Doctor the Kids class when I was like in third year. Um, what relevance could this hold to what I'm about to speak about? But what it did was I used to shit my absolute pants and thought you will never speak in front of anyone, Ryan. And from from there on, job interviews were always terrible Like in terms of not terrible in the sense of I got jobs, but like I hated every second of them. I was the shyest guy in the world. I hated speaking in front of people, even just like, you know, when it was, you know, when you were in English and like you were reading a book and you had to read a passage, I was the most. And still I still am, to be fair, like I stutter quite a bit and jumble my words up a little bit. Um, I just used to hate it. <clears throat> and this is something that you should probably think about in the sense of, where's Where's this version of, where's your example of this is what I'm trying to say. That's kind of just backed up my point there, jumbling up the words. Where's your version of this? At some point in your life, you probably had a fear. You probably had something that made you feel super uncomfortable. And it was probably because of one of the formative experiences in your life. So for me, it was my solo talk in English. For you, it might be something like, You got told to go and do cross country when you were like 12 years old and you absolutely hated it. Your teacher just made you run like five kilometers. You felt like your lungs were about to explode. You were sweating. Uh, Your gym kit didn't fit you very nicely. And someone called you something, uh, said, I don't know, just, you know, kids are cruel, They maybe slaughtered you for something. And you then believed that, fuck that, I'm never running again. I can't run. I'm just one of these people that cannot run. And I've had so many clients over the years that have said that, I don't want to do that. I can't run. I'm not able to do it. But the matter of the fact is, like, that is a story that you tell yourself. And this is something I spoke about at the live event, is that this um, self-limiting belief that that lives in our head, it comes from a very kind of, (laughs) comes from a useful place. Because if we go back years, and I say this almost every podcast, I just like using this example, but like, if you were say, for example, a caveman and you touched a saber-toothed tiger. I'm, again, I'm pretty sure I used this two episodes ago. Anyway, if you're a, saber-tooth, if you're a saber-toothed tiger, you're not a saber-toothed tiger. You're a person. If you're a caveman and you go, what is that thing over there? And it's like, I don't know, it looks like a cat. Hmm. It's a pretty big cat, though. Let me go and see if I can stroke it. It might just be a little kitty cat. But you touch it and it fucking bites your arm off. It's a saber-toothed tiger. You then develop this self-limiting belief that I don't go near saber-toothed tigers anymore because they bite my hand off. And that's a very helpful... Um, self-limiting belief for someone that lived in that day and age when they lived in constant danger you live in the amazon rainforest and you're in a tribe and you could get eaten by an anaconda you're probably thinking yeah let's let's keep away from those that's a self-limiting belief that protects you but now we have self-limiting beliefs around things that are completely irrational self-limiting belief oh i can't run i'm not i know i hate running i can't run or it's like oh no i can't don't want to speak in front of anyone both completely irrational you can do both of those things with a bit of effort yeah they make you feel like you give you the fear but it's the same primitive instinct that works in the same way i used to tell myself i can't speak in front of people but it was just bollocks i just needed to rewrite the story that i told myself i needed to actually go and do it i needed to just go you know what this is a way to be shit. i'm a way to be bloody palms are sweaty mum's spaghetti like i'm literally a way to be shit in my pants and that's fine because you know what see the next time you won't be in your pants as much you go to the gym the first time and you think, oh my God, everyone's looking at me. This is terrible. Ugh. You go back the second time. Okay. That wasn't so bad. Like I'm doing it again. You go back the third time. Okay. Nobody's fucking looking at me. Get over yourself. Yeah. Now you enjoy the gym because you got over that initial fear and you lent into that discomfort. So if there's one thing that I want you to take into 2024 is that if you feel discomfort, if you feel fear, if you feel that you're, something just makes you feel queasy and anxious but you know that it's going to be of benefit to you in the long run run at it head on it's almost like running fucking head first into that saber tooth tiger and kicking it in the in the face and going, you know what fuck you you're a bit scary but like let's just let's just batter it. and that's some of these cavemen would have done that just like club these things over the head um again I, I, feel, I feel like i'm talking about abusing prehistoric animals every single episode nowadays and um, I think one of the highlights from the year, if anyone remembers listening to the podcast episode, that is that I mentioned something about lemurs in the, in the reed park in Fort. I don't know where the fuck that came from. There's always some sort of random thing that comes out. Expect more. So that's the first lesson that I took from 2020 2023, and heaps of my clients have really lent into fear, really lent into things that make them feel uncomfortable. And one of the things that really makes me feel uncomfortable and did make me feel uncomfortable was alcohol. Um, and what I mean by that is not alcohol itself. I'm not scared of beers. I'm not scared of and you, someone fucking whips out a tequila shot on a, on a bar. I'm pretty fearful of that. I'm instantly thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to fucking one steaming or two hungover tomorrow. Um, but I've <clears throat> really developed my relationship with alcohol this year alongside heaps and heaps of my clients. Now, what do we know about alcohol? Well, we know alcohol is essentially a depressant. It's essentially a temporary, a temporary drug that makes you feel good. Um, but in the long term, and even in the short term, it makes you feel pretty shit. It gives you a small buzz, just like any drug does, and then a drop-off afterwards. Um, and what happens? You then get a resulting hangover, a resulting drop in energy, um, a resulting drop in physical health markers and also mental health markers, essentially like things like anxiety, things like um. Depression. You're at more chance of that if you're drinking alcohol. Um, like generally, the the productivity that you have in the following days and the following week will not be as good. And for me, it doesn't take a genius to work out the correlation. For me, like if I drink at the weekend, especially heavily, anything over five, six, seven beers, my productivity on Monday, Tuesday is in the bin. Like I'm not just saying it's not good. It's shocking. I'm in a terrible mood. I've got terrible energy. I don't sleep as well. My gym performance is shit. And there is a long list of negative things attached to that. Now this year, more than any year, I can only really count on, I can probably one, two, three times have actually been what you would describe as drunk this year. And that seems crazy because I used to be fucking drunk every single weekend. Um, And that was just how life was. Um, And that was what I got my kicks out of. And again, it's not right or wrong to live your life, like get drunk three times in a year or get drunk 30 times in a year. You just need to understand the implications that come alongside that. And, For me, running this business, it wouldn't be where it is today had I kept drinking the same way that I was drinking two years ago. It's just gradually, slowly but surely, I've improved my alcohol intake over the past couple of years. I've just found other things that are more important to me. And that has been, and I don't say this lightly, that has been the single biggest thing that has helped me move forward with my life, like in all aspects, financially, business-wise, relationships, the fun that I have, how happy I am how much energy I've got, my gym performance, the things that I've achieved, my performance on the football park. Um, I know there might have some teammates listening to this, but like <laughs> you obviously didn't know how I was before. I felt as though the past two seasons have been the best seasons of my career. Like They literally have been the best seasons of my career. I still kind of play football, but physically and mentally on the park, I've never been sharper. Um, and that is all down to the lack of alcohol that I'm drinking because I, tri- I play on a Saturday. The main time that I need to recover is Saturday night going into Sunday. I then have a training session on a Monday. So as you can see, like if I continue to drink heavily after a game on Saturday, I then don't recover as well going into Sunday. I then don't recover as well going into Monday. I have a double training session on a Monday where I gym in the morning and I train at night. I continue to get fitter and stronger as the season goes on because of how well I'm recovering after a game. And not only do you physically recover, and I'm talking about football just now, but not only do you physically recover after a game, the neural pathways and connections that are in your brain as to the the good things that happened in that game will be almost like cemented within your brain. So like if you go out and drink alcohol on a Saturday night, now this is not necessarily the correct science for this right now, the way that I'm going to describe this, but this is layman's terms. Like you will remember the good things that you did and you will remember the positive kind of patterns that happened in the game and you will be able to replicate them going into Monday, Wednesday, next Saturday, And I'm just talking about my actual, um, my training also because I've reduced alcohol, my load tolerance, my volume tolerance is through the fucking roof before I could only do three or four sessions in the gym a week and train twice a week. And that would be me fucking gassed now. And I'm not saying this is right. And this is maybe still quite a bit. I will train football game on a Saturday, tend to do a little mini circuit on a Sunday with my clients. Monday, I've got training session in the morning in the gym. I've got football at night. Tuesday, I've got single gym training session. Wednesday, I've got a rest day or a swim or a sauna or a circuit. Thursday, I do an upper body. Friday, I do an upper body. And then it's same again. Like I train almost every single day of the week. And recover, absolutely fine. Touch wood. Um, And I can only do that if I'm not drinking. I have to make the decision. If I'm going out on it for a, for a, a big drink on a Saturday night, part of me, that sunday session more than likely doesn't happen and neither does the wednesday one because i just have a rest day and have it off so the progression that you're going to make in the gym and at football is going to be absolutely skyrocketed from you reducing alcohol um and look there's an age where you come to think about this like i'm almost i'm 27 next year and i'm fucking getting married in two years like i'm turning into a proper adult and this is only in the past couple of years i've really began to think about this I kicked the living arse out of it when I was 21, 22, 23. I wouldn't do it any differently because I've hit this mindset at the right time in my life. I would find it hard to actually, and I actually can resonate with like a lot of the the people I speak to who are like 21, 22, when they really struggle to actually adopt this kind of mindset. I don't expect them to adopt this mindset because it's hard. Like I wouldn't have been ready for this information when I was 21, 22. And maybe I've still got a bit of living to do, a bit of fucking about, a bit of, a bit of drinking, a bit of bevying, a bit of going out, a bit of just living my life, like I'm glad that I did that, I wouldn't be the person that I was today if I hadn't done that, would I just be an absolute fucking square if I hadn't done any of that when I was like 21, I don't know, I'd probably be fucking in some Buddhist temple in Tibet or something like that, I'd probably just, I'd probably have went way too far, Uh, not to say that's way too far, I actually fancy doing that to be fair, that'd be some experience, Um, anyway, a bit of a random blether there but reducing alcohol intake has been the single biggest thing for every single thing in my life to improve. It's just, it just has. Like I I actually I'm actually annoyed saying that because I like a bevy and I like going out. But it's just it's it's just hard to really justify doing it consistently. Um saying that I'm gonna have a couple nights out over Christmas. And the best thing about Christmas is for me, because I've got like a bit of time off with my work i don't have anywhere near that same guilt and anywhere near that same well fuck i'm not going to be productive the next day because i've got the next day off that allows me to actually go out and enjoy myself and that's when i choose to enjoy myself with those sort of things when i'm on holiday when i've got a break when it's like a wedding or something like that i pick and choose my battles and it's just not every weekend because it doesn't serve me in any way shape or form take a breath ryan take a drink um because that's only the second point the third point is i don't know this again seems like quite a quite a selfish individual um thing to review but it's been like creating a community that's number three and what i mean by that is let me elaborate so creating a community i've essentially found myself in a time in my life where i've created this this coaching program and i've got so many like amazing clients um literally almost 100 of years and we have been able to create what i would describe as like a community of and you hear this fucking chucked around all over the place a community of like minded individuals and it's the most it's the cringiest sentence i've ever heard in my life um we're a community of like very like differently minded individuals like not everyone thinks the same way but what we do have here what i recommend if you're someone that's sitting listening to this and you're not part of this and you're not part of any sort of um Team or any sort of community or any sort of like group, then I recommend you get yourself involved with one because a lot of the time life can be pretty fucking lonely. And there, you might be in. It, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably an individual who's got some sort of motivation to do something a little bit different to to kind of step out with your comfort zone and to yeah, you you really you're probably not interested that much in self development and the things I've got to say if um, if. You probably are interested in those things if you're listening to this podcast. If you're not, you're probably not listening to this. Either that or you've fucking just stumbled across this podcast and you think I'm a bit of a dick and you're probably going to turn off in five minutes. But getting yourself in a community, it could be like a CrossFit box. It could be um, it could be a circuit class, could be a gym, could be a program like myself, like, my, like my own one. Um, it could be, as I said, a football team. could be going with 10 mates to the football every single weekend getting yourself in a community of people that are like interested in the same things as you that kind of want the same things because a lot of the time like we grow up in a particular town like for example forfer and we grow up surrounded by like people and when we get into our 20s into our 30s we drift away from people and we end up like we'll maybe spend some time with our friends from school or maybe spend some time with the people that we work with and sometimes there's this gap in between where it's like I'm not really sure who I belong to here I'm not really sure like I'm maybe really into the gym and I'm maybe really into my self-development but neither you there's maybe one person over here that kind of likes it there's maybe someone else over here and I recommend that you go and watch this video it's a really cool video I got shown it just the other day there and it's called um it's called the dancing guy I think so it's this guy basically um dancing in a field just on his own he looks absolutely ekky that was not um to be fair so Like let's 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 just forget that that's probably the case. He's had some amount of drugs, um, and he's just like fucking dancing away, um, in a field. It's like a music festival. It's a strange. It's a music festival on a really steep hill. Not entirely sure what the idea of the thing is, but he's dancing away for a couple of minutes, just like properly. I'm dancing here for some reason, as if you can see me, um, dancing away, bopping to the tunes, and everyone's kind of looking at him like this boy's a bit fucking weird. Um, like, what is, he, what is he doing? And, you, you know, you've probably done that yourself before. You've kind of looked at some absolute no writer at a team in the park just dancing away and everyone can kind of look at him like, what is this boy all right? Um, and then what happens in the video is one other person goes over and then starts dancing with them, probably both off their nut, but they're dancing with each other. And then slowly but surely, there's three and then there's four and then there's five and there's six and there's seven. And then, everyone goes, OK, this is this is OK to do this. This is OK to dance like an idiot. Let me go and jump in there and start dancing. So like there's like a crowd of like 40 people cutting shapes after that. And it, then it's like the, there's a little commentary over it as well. It's like people need to wait to see that something seems acceptable before they're able to actually then be themselves. And that's what I like to think that our kind of group is doing. It's allowing people to go, we, they see us all dancing, they see us all doing it. And like, oh, it's okay to do that. It's okay to fucking do a nice bath at five in the morning and put it on Instagram. It's okay to fucking read books on a Saturday night instead of go out and get absolutely steaming. It's okay to have creatine and creatine, creatine instead of cocaine. Um, it's okay to actually be yourself. It's okay to put yourself out there and actually, you know what? fuck I'm going to go and try that high rocks thing or you know what I'm actually going to just do a half marathon I'm actually not going to go out this weekend I'm actually going to have a salad fuck you gran I'm not having your spaghetti bolognese nothing wrong with spaghetti bolognese just the example that come in my head um so we want to create like an environment where it's acceptable to do the do the things you want to do and be the person that you want to be and this is why like these these groups like you know how you get like I don't know for example like transgender groups or Free Palestine groups. This is why, like people who are part of those groups, people that care for those things go to these marches because they feel part of something. That's a, probably a terrible example, but you know what I mean. Um, so create create your community or find your community. I'm so glad I was able to create this because I've almost manifested one around me for my own selfish needs. I've created one around me, and I've like there's. It's funny because I've made so many friends out of like this coaching program, um, because these people have like they're almost we've it's almost like the law of attraction like they've gravitated towards me because we kind of like the same things because we care for the same things and we value the same things therefore they come into my world and we get on like a house on fire because we yeah we like the same things so next one this kind of like taps into what I just spoke about a little bit it's almost like a continuation of the last step but stepping out of your small town environment, stepping out of your small town mentality now this was one of my most um listened to podcasts of the whole year um when I think it was called escape the small town mentality I think that's what it was called something along those lines or small town mentality and it refers to like a lot of the, the towns along around here like Fort or whatever you want to call it like again this is I, I made it very clear on that last podcast that this isn't me like slagging the town that I live in this isn't me slagging the people that live in this town and um, this is because a couple of years ago I was like I detested for for I was just like get me out of here like I even went to look at flats in in, uh, in Glasgow and um, that thankfully never fell through because it just would have been an absolute disaster um with the things that have happened this year but anyway um was so keen to move back to Australia but then I came to a point where I was like Ryan it's you know what the problem is it's not the town that you live in is is you. It's the, it's your mindset. You're allowing yourself to be dragged down into the mindset of the one percent of the people in Farfar that want to knock people down for trying different things. And I'm going to use a couple of examples, and you've probably heard them before. So, are you not going to get a real job? You've probably heard that one before. Like I don't know, I I heard it before. Like, you know, do you not going to get a real job? Personal trainer is that even a real job? Strength and conditioning coach is that even a real job? might be thinking about doing something a little bit out there like could you imagine the amount of kids that are growing up now saying i want to be like a twitch streamer fuck me you can make millions off of that and no i'll go and get a fucking trade as i said like i'm not slagging off particular jobs it's like it's always seen to go and get a real job go and fucking work in the factory go and go and do this go and do that like pick it pick a job that's an actual job an actual man's job um when in reality like that's fucking bullshit and if I was to have adopted that mindset when someone had said it to me well ages ago, I would have I wouldn't have been happy. Like I wouldn't have been where I wanted to be. So that's just like one factor of like the small town mentality and environment. But it's also like it's wrapping yourself up in the idea that you should be doing what everyone else is doing in the town. And you should be living your life the same as everyone else because that's the way that you do it. You should go to, everyone goes there on Saturday night, so you should go there. Everyone goes to this restaurant, so you should go to that restaurant. Everyone says this particular thing, so you should go there. Everyone wears this particular set of clothes. Everyone wears this brand. Everyone everyone goes here on a Friday. Everyone does this on a Sunday. Everyone should be doing what I'm doing. Everyone should be doing the same as everyone else. And that is, said it time and time again that's the easiest way to guarantee unhappiness is trying to be like everyone else and trying to do what everyone else does and to try, just trying to fit in like that is one thing that i take away from this whole year is like trying to fit in is a one-stop shop to just being fucking miserable fuck trying to fit in do things that are a little bit different fuck if you upset someone who cares just be yourself what is the worst that can happen the people that Are annoyed annoyed at you or want to kind of fucking judge you. Those are the people that are still going to be unhappy because they're still living their life in accordance with how they think everyone else should live their life. It's it's essentially like if you live the way that society wants you to live and I can talk about like like a small-time mentality, you could also talk about just the general world right now. Everyone wants to put you in a box. Everyone wants to put you into a bracket. They want to make you like, do you support independence? Do you not support independence? Um. Are you supporting the the Israelis or are you supporting Palestine? Are you conservative or are you... Well, i already going to use that example. Um, well, not really. That was more the independence thing. Are you... Do you like this or do you like that? Um, why are you not coming out? Are you just a boring bastard that stays in every weekend? Like, those sort of things. Like, you've got to be able to fucking ignore that shit and just live your life the way that you want to live your life. That is one thing I've done this year and I've literally given next to zero shit about what anyone thinks about me um other than the people that are closest to me those are the people that matter so yeah next thing a bit of advice that I actually got off of someone that I don't really I don't really like watching anymore it's a particular guy on YouTube that I used to like him but I don't really like him anymore He's kind of went down a strange um a strange route um and he said this thing and it just stuck with me um for ages and he said something like along the lines of Sometimes when you're just starting off your career or you're just starting off your fitness journey or you're just starting off making some sort of change in your life, that's maybe time to work like a dog for fucking six to 12 months relentlessly. Now, when what I mean when I say like work like a dog, it's, you know, when we talk about balance, we talk about balance in our life now. Okay, so balance is like this sliding scale of like, say for example, you could think about it in the sense of like, your work-life balance so work-life balance would be okay so I'm going to work 50 hours a week but I'm also going to spend enough time with the kids I'm also going to socialize at the weekends but I'm going to try and not make sure that I take away oh my god are you joking me be back in a second well, what did we get delivered this time? We got the, the 2024 diary delivered. It's a rather strange red colour, which I can't remember ordering. I thought it was black. But anyway, it's not really going with the aesthetic of the room. Um, So, yeah, cheers for distracting me again, Amazon. But I'd rather you deliver my parcels than didn't. Um, So annoying. I'll wait to get a ring doorbell as well so I can just say to them, yeah, just please just, like, leave it outside. Not leave it outside, but leave it in the little, I don't know, there's a little bit where people can put it in behind a plant pot. Completely lost my train of thought there. But yeah, I was talking about working like a dog. Bark, bark, bark. Um, And what I mean by that is taking the six to 12 months, maybe even longer, it's completely down to what you perceive as to be the right idea. In a period of imbalance. So again, let's talk about your work. So work-life balance. Over at life, we've got socializing, spending time with the kids, spending time with family, spending time with partners going out for meals, doing all this social fun stuff. But over the other side is work. It's work and it's career and it's challenge. Sometimes within fitness or within your work, let's again, let's use work as an example just now. You've maybe got to have a period of imbalance where you go almost all in with your work. Not, And this is not saying, this is. I would never give the advice to say, don't spend any time with your kids or family. That is not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is the things like socializing and the things like going out all the time and, just like pissing about, they might some they might need to stop. Like those things may need to stop, if not reduce dramatically, for you to really just go all in with this journey. Now, I remember when I went through my first fat loss phase, I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to work for six months, going to get the head down. I'm not going to be a social. Maybe you're not going to see me for a bit. And I think someone else described this as like monk mode, like where you literally just go all in with something for six months and just fucking work hard. And I did this, and it was the best thing that I ever done because it just taught me discipline. It taught me how to really be able to get my head down. I did this at the start of the year. Again, um, to be fair, I've probably done it most of the year. Like, I've spent a lot of time – like, I've been quite unsociable this year, and um, other than, like, with Ellie. Like, just within my close circle, I've been quite unsociable. My friends will tell you that as well. Uh, they've not really seen much of me this year. Like, honestly, it's, it's bad as well because I can probably count on one hand the amount of times I've seen some of my mates – And that's not how I want to live my life indefinitely, but I gave myself this chance to really make this work and to really make my business work. Because at the start of the year, we were in almost like the bracket between, that's maybe unfair, but maybe halfway through last year, I was in the bracket between this is going to be something that can support you for the next 30 years of your life, Ryan, or it can be something that's just a fucking little... It's a little bit on the side. It's just, it's just a little bit of fun. Like it's just something that eh, I can do every now and again. And oh, maybe I'll, maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't, but no, I wanted to take this year to go, you know what, this is going to fucking work and you're going to make it work and you're going to st- actually establish a really successful business. So I just went all in with it and I worked like a fucking dog. Like, and again, it's not do as I say, it's, I probably work like at least 60 hours every single week. Um, and, and, that's not sustainable. Like that's not sustainable forever. Um, it really fucking isn't not sustainable. Maybe maybe six hours is a bit of an exaggeration, but there's definitely some weeks where I do. Um and I'm gonna put myself in a position where I can pull that back and find that balance again. But sometimes if you really want to get the ball rolling, it's just like it's like I almost imagine like a car with a handbrake on. And you know, you've maybe done this before when you were when you were younger, not so cars don't really have this problem anymore but like your car broke down and you had to go out the back and push it. Um, And it's like a case you start pushing it and it's really fucking tough. It's almost like it's got the handbrake on. But then when you start getting it moving, it just starts going and it starts rolling. And it's like, okay, this is actually so much easier. Um, And that's kind of what needs to happen. You almost need to like get out and push and push and push and push until you get that momentum, until that car starts rolling. Um, Because if you just fuck about at the start, especially at the start – You make this big, massive goal. Okay, I'm going to lose 10 kilograms. I'm going to really drop my body fat. And you go into it and you fuck about and you go, okay, I'm out this weekend, actually. And then I'm out the weekend after. And then I'm out the weekend after. And then I've got this meal out. And then this other meal out. And then I've got this other meal out. And then I'm doing this. And then, oh, fuck, I'm just going to have a bag of Maltesers. You're never going to get fucking anywhere. Like, you need this period of imbalance, dog work at the start your journey to really make things work and if you're not willing to do that then you're never going to get the ball rolling you're never going to create that momentum and you're never going to get anything fucking concrete in place um so the dog work with um the next point is living in the now now this goes back to a podcast episode that i listened to i listened to i actually recorded myself with a, a guest Three episodes ago with Kieran, um, he did a talk at one of the events I was at, and then I got him on the podcast to share that same story. So if you've not listened to that, please listen to it because it's it's fucking crazy. Um, the story is really crazy. And he talks about a time where he was – well, it wasn't that long but It was only like seven months ago or something like that – where he was up in the Atlas Mountains in Morocco, and he literally got crushed by a boulder and was within an inch of his life. And he spent the last seven months just recovering – training spending time in the gym and he's eventually almost got himself back up to a point where he's um almost fully fit again but it's it's never his life's never going to be the same again so what that allowed him to do is it allowed him to really seriously live in the now it allowed him to um take a little bit of time and appreciate the things that are important in his life and something that he said that stuck with me is like if you were on your deathbed right now if someone had a fucking gun to your head or you got told you had a terminal illness which is fucking like the scariest thing ever. Like, let's be honest, like, especially like, the, I think I'd rather someone shot me than get a terminal illness. But um, you are on your deathbed. What is going to go through your head? Like, just ask yourself that question. Think of the things that will go through your head when you're on your deathbed. And it brings you right back down to the fucking surface. And this is sometimes where I think that, you know, these like people that like live off the land, what do you call them? Like, is it Mormons or something like that? These in, in America where they basically live, like I'm gonna to have to double check that. I can't even remember if it's Mormons. I'm just gonna Google it right. Um Mormons. Pressure. Oh, there's is there are Mormons in Forfa? Mormons is not that. Mormons is like a religious group. What do you call these people? Um, oh, what are they called again? Fuck, what is it called again? What is it called? Oh, you know these, these people that like. They live as as though they're in like they're in the, the 1920s, and they just like live off the land, and they live. Oh my God! Someone, someone, please just message me what the answer to this is because I can't remember. If you're listening to this, please message me. If I haven't figured out by the time you've listened to it, then anyway, sometimes I wish I could almost live like that because there wouldn't then be the focus of your phone. There wouldn't be the focus of like things like social media. You wouldn't be needing to watch all the latest things on Netflix. Like, what did we do before Netflix? Well, we watch maybe DVDs and VHS, but like, I just think like, it would be quite, um, it would bring you right back down to earth because you would then understand what's actually important to you. And again, for me, when I thought about this question, I was like, if someone was to hold a gun to my head and say, this is your last breath, like, what would you think about? What would be the things that you wish you could do right now? And when you bring it back to that, that is almost, that is almost the single biggest an easiest way to calculate your values. Now, if you've never done this before, I would go, I think it's called, oh, is it John something or other? It's called the values factor. It's a value calculator. You go online and you figure out what your main values are. And your main values would be the things that are most important to you. And I, I would love you to do this task is like literally just think about it. If someone, if you had your last breath and you were about to die, what would be the things that you would want to do? Who would be the people that you would want to say a last couple of words to? Who would be the people that you would care about the most? And what wouldn't you be thinking about? I'll tell you what I wouldn't be thinking about. I wouldn't be thinking about, fuck, have I done that Instagram post for next week's social media? Fuck, have I checked my bank account? Fuck, have I um, done my tax return? Fuck, have I, have I ordered that new set of clothes? Fuck, have I, I've got the latest fucking pair of running trainers? Like, none of that shit would matter. Oh, fuck, what about my, what about my car? Oh, dear. No, you wouldn't be thinking about any of that. And if you were when you were about to die, be seriously concerned. And you'd be thinking about the things and the people closest to you. And you'd be thinking, I would, what I would be thinking about, I'd be thinking about Ellie. I'd be thinking about my family. I'd be thinking about my dogs. I'd be thinking about, um, yeah, I think it was, to be fair, when it comes back to it, those those would be the things that you'd be thinking about. And those are the people that are the most important to you. So within our life, like you want to be able to live in now that little bit more because as a human being in this day and age, you're so future focused. You're so focused on what's next. You're so focused. Okay. What's the next job to do? You're so focused on, okay, what do I need to be doing later? What do we need to to be doing tomorrow? Oh fuck. When am I getting that time off? Oh, when's that next holiday? And you almost like wish your life away. I'm bad for this. I am seriously. Like I'm not someone that gets necessarily like, I'm not always desperate for the weekend. I like the weekend because I get a bit of a break, but I'm not someone that's always desperate for the weekend because I quite enjoy what I do. And that's a total privilege. I understand that I'm a total privilege to be in that position. Um, but sometimes we forget to actually just enjoy the wee moments, like go and enjoy like your walk in the morning, go and enjoy your breakfast. Go and enjoy like just sitting, having a morning coffee, just go and enjoy the little fucking things that you forget about sometimes because they will pass you by in a lifetime. Speak to anyone that's like fucking 70, 70 year old plus, they always tell you, that ah, it goes past quickly. I you enjoy your life while you're young. They say that for a reason. It's because they are now 70 and they're like, fuck. Like, life passes quickly. And I know this is pretty deep, but it's something that I've thought more and more about over the past few weeks after speaking to Keaton. And it's like you really do need to actually just sit sometimes and just stop wishing months away. Stop looking forward to like, I mean, you can look forward to things, but stop thinking, Oh fuck, I can't wait for Christmas. Can't wait to get off because you'll miss the little things right now. And those little things are around you every single fucking day. Like they re- they're, they're they're there, but you just miss them. Your partner spending time with them, your kids, just fucking seeing your dog when you come home. How nice is that? I don't physically have a dog at my house, but when I go to see my dog at my mom and dad's on a Friday night, I'm just like, it's you it's so nice like this is something that you cannot money can't buy like you literally just get to go and see your dogs and and those are the things that you would fucking regret when you're older if you forget to enjoy them now um and yeah fuck your gucci handbag fuck your expensive shoes and think about what's important now and just yeah that's the last message that i've got final point i should probably should have finished on that one that was probably a better point final second final point is over the over the years, I've been very bad for being Mr. Hit your protein, hit your calories, and fucking whatever else happens around that doesn't matter. And I've completely, not completely, but for the most part, I have completely ignored a lot of like food quality. Now, something that I've done purposely over the past three months has really, really focused in on food quality. I'm still hitting my protein, I'm still roughly where I need to be with my calories, but I have focused in on food quality. Now, what food quality is is literally less ultra processed food, more fruit, more veg, more fiber, more variation. And when it comes to variation, it's things like don't just have bread every single lunchtime. Don't just have like a sandwich every single lunchtime. Vary the sources of food that you're having. So your body and your gut wants color. It wants different fruits, different veggies. It wants different types of carbohydrates it wants different proteins it just generally wants a mixture of food like it wants different colors in there and that's going to make your gut happy because your gut is connected uh, to your brain through something called the vagus nerve and essentially what that does is it sends messages from the gut to the brain to say we're happy down there or we're a little bit like inflamed and a little bit just yeah not in a great spot um, and that can actually affect your mental health, it can affect your mental your mental state. So if you've eaten heaps of fucking processed carbohydrates and you've just went and eaten a McDonald's, like there's a reason that you feel shit. It's not because your stomach just feels shit, it's because it's genuinely it's actually sending messages to your brain. We're inflamed, we're not feeling great. Ugh, this is this isn't this isn't good. If it could say something, it would say that. But if you give it good stuff, a good variation of stuff, loads of different colors, loads of different solid. It doesn't have to be this is the thing it doesn't it's not a case of you cannot eat another ultra processed food or a processed food because a lot of food is processed like majority of food that you probably eat nowadays is processed but eating more fresh stuff eating more home-cooked things is going to be massively helpful for your health if everything you eat is off the kind of ready meal aisle at tesco then or the meal deal sandwich aisle at tesco there's probably no doubt that your stomach's going to be sad and if all you're eating again this is another kind of side note if all you do is eat protein bars then again your stomach is not going to be happy because yes okay you're hitting your protein but these are ultra processed protein bars i say this as i just spoke about getting protein bars delivered to my door but i can't have them all the time see if i have one of them every single day for the next for the next week my stomach tells me it doesn't like me it goes why are you still eating protein bars mate we don't like to digest this um So yeah, that is one of the main takeaways is that I've improved my food quality instead of just thinking about everything being protein, 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 protein. And what's happened from there is I've got mostly rid of all my acid reflux problems. I have got mostly rid of my like kind of high and low sugar dips. And uh, yeah, generally feel pretty fucking good. Um, I've never felt better in terms of with my diet in my life. And what that's taken is if I was to simplify I have a fruits and greens powder, which contains like fucking loads of different, um, like literally fruits and greens. So it's essentially just like a, it's like a 10 a day in one drink. I have made sure that I have uh, some antioxidant high berries within my breakfast. So raspberries, blueberries, um, alongside some nuts. So I have pecans or walnuts. Again, these are a really good source of, of nutrients. They'll have different fats in them that you can't really get from many other kind of food off the shelf um and for my dinner I will or for my lunch and my dinner I'll make sure that I've got some sort of salad or some sort of veg and uh yeah that usually covers pretty much most of the bases um so yeah and the final thing the final point we're coming up to Christmas we've got two we, two weeks out on Monday um, and a lot of people at this time of the year and I know most years I kind of struggle on how to approach don't struggle on how to approach Christmas but what was I talking about acid reflux for? I've literally just barked about four times. Um, so how to enjoy Christmas? How how do you enjoy it? And how do you really get, how do you get round the, I know not everyone has this problem. Some people just go, Ryan, what are you on about? Like I just enjoy Christmas anyway. So it's not a problem for me. But a lot of people go into this, oh my God, I'm going to put on so much weight. Oh my God, I'm just going to, I'm going to fuck my diet. Oh, I'm going to fuck my training. There's not a right or wrong answer for this. But one thing to know is that it, there is only so much damage you can actually do over the Christmas period. I think it's a case that you probably need to eat around about, oh God, I can't remember the statistic now. I think it's somewhere around about 500 extra calories every day for a week to actually put on a pound of fat. Now, imagine you stepped on the scale and all you put on was a pound. Now, that's a pound of fat. We need to understand that every time we step on the scale is that we might see, okay, I'm three pounds up, or I'm four pounds up. But how much of that is fat may only be like one pound because a lot of it is based on like water retention. A lot of it is based on how much carbohydrate you're storing at that point. Something happens over Christmas is we eat fucking heaps of carbohydrates. We eat cheese and biscuits and we eat fucking loads of sweets and things like that. So our body ends up becoming like our gut, like again, going back to our gut, it ends up going, oh my God, I'm inflamed. And then it retains a lot of water. And you step on the scale and you probably weigh loads more than what you would think. But at the end of the day, you're not actually putting on that much body fat. And the thing is, like, I'm not telling you to, like, oh, I mean, if you eat over 500 calories every day for a week, woohoo, go for it. If you eat fucking 3,000 extra calories on Christmas Day, woohoo, go for it. But the thing is, like, just, okay, Christmas Day, I'm gonna be having a lot of food. Boxing Day, I'll probably be having a lot of food. 27th, nah, no, not really any reason. 28th, 20, probably not. 29th, I'll be football training. 30th, 31st, yeah, probably a little bit more. New Year's Day, Dad's birthday, yeah, probably a little bit more. That probably accounts for like five or six days. Will I put on a couple pounds of fat? Probably. Um, there's probably no doubt about it. But what I'll do is I'll just take it back off again because I'll just go back to my standard way of living standard way of training, and it'll be it'll be gone again. And I suppose the next thing is, is like training over Christmas. I think the thing I said to someone the other day, and we're, it wasn't, wasn't saying to someone, I was having a conversation with someone, and it was like, if you're desperate to ditch your training over christmas and you cannot wait to get two weeks off your gym training there's probably a problem with the way that you're approaching training there's probably a problem with the way that you perceive training training doesn't always have to be enjoyable and not everyone loves their training I understand that I understand it's my fucking job and um, so obviously well i'd like to think i would enjoy it i do enjoy it um it's never a chore i know some for some people it is a chore and that's fine but if you are fucking desperate to get this training to fuck by the time you get to Christmas and you just can't wait for two weeks off, then there is an issue there because that is not how it should be. Your training should be even just a wee bit enjoyable. and um, so much so that, no, well, okay, maybe not Christmas Day and Boxing Day, but 27th, I'm gonna jump back into the gym because it's gonna make me feel good after after Christmas. Then we're gonna do another couple of sessions before that, before new year, and I'm gonna get back to it in the new year. It does not mean you need to stop training. It really doesn't. And that, for me, in my opinion, is the way to enjoy Christmas. So, yeah, that's my little review of the year, some of the main lessons that I've taken from this year. Um, so, as I said at the start, if you have listened to the podcast all year long and you have got to episode 90, thank you very much. I massively appreciate you. Um, the podcast will be back. On the first week in January, whatever that Wednesday is. Um, I think it'll be back then anyway, maybe even the second week. And I'm going to try and again line up some really good guests. We had some really good guests in this in the past 10 episodes. Um, personal favorite was probably probably Kieran's to be fair. Um, the living in the now one, um, alongside Scott McDonald's. He's always interesting. But yeah, we're gonna get try and get some big guests on. We're gonna kick off the podcast all the way up into hundred episodes. So Thank you very much for listening. If you did listen, share the podcast um on your Instagram story. It would be massively appreciated. And drop me a message if you resonated with anything and if you took anything away. Adios. Have a good Christmas. Feliz Navidad.